The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. We, of course, last night had a special broadcast about Donald Trump's speech that he gave the day before yesterday. And it's going to be important in the future that we address things, whatever it may be in the world, those happenings that our lady is showing for us, ourselves, to observe well. We have a mentality in the church by many. Well, we don't touch this subject. We don't go there. We're just going to do our little prayers and all our stuff that we are fond of and thinking we're doing everything we're supposed to be doing. And Elaine's not saying that. She's wanting us to engage. She wants us to attack. In fact, I feel very strongly in the last few months that it's time to be offensive. There was a period in Missouri where I was very passive because I read about St. Paul. He didn't do anything for eight years after his conversion. He had to grow and understand it. The apostles had the luxury of being with Jesus for three years, and they got a cram session as far as learning underneath Jesus. And yet when he ascends to heaven, Jesus says, before he rises up before Pentecost, 
his ascension, he says that there will be a comforter that would come, and then you'll understand everything. What had they been doing for three years with Jesus? They still didn't understand everything. And so it is our lady is here because we're in such a complex time that she's having to spend 36 years with us. And we still don't understand. I've had people come tell me, well, I'm a daily communicant. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Have you changed your life? Our lady is here is to give us a new way of living, not to follow what is out there but to change your direction of your life. And that's from politics, from money, to your schools, to your plans, to every fabric, every spectrum of your life is to be reviewed. And so I have felt real strong to be aggressive, more so, because I went through that period where we came up to being passive because I needed to learn how to live the messages in my life. So from 86 to 1995, May 31st, with Maria in Italy, our lady came out and said, when we were alone, little children, I desire that through your lives, you are witnesses, that you are my extended hands, my instruments. And addressing the passiveness that I had been in that mode for eight years, learning the messages, learning how to change my life, Our Lady adds this, as if addressing something to me in the community, you've been passive, I want you to be proactive. So she has, after my instruments, get as many hearts as you can close to my heart and to lead them to God to a way of salvation. Get hearts close to mine. That was a real clear statement to step out and utilize what it is that she had taught. On June 23rd, 2017, our lady says, fight against evil. That's an action. That's a literal thing to mean to step out and get beyond your prayer life and you're just a daily communicant. You are to act November 2nd, 2016, our lady says, the united love of my apostles will live, will conquer, and will expose. Those are actions. Those are, those are determinations resulting that what she wants you to be from the words she said. My children, I was a chalice of the God-man. I was God's instrument. That's what our lady told us in 95. I desire that through your lives you are witnesses, that you are my extended hands, my instruments. She emphasizes three things there to us and her personal messages to me and to the community. Nobody else was there. Dino and Millie, the, the in-laws of Maria, were headed down the steps. They got sick suddenly, had to go to bed right before the apparition. Why? Because Our Lady was going to speak to us and let us know this is our message. So November 2nd, 2016, Our Lady says about, I was God's instrument. And the 95 message says, you are my instruments. And then she adds in this 2016 message, I am calling you to be my instruments through which 
all those who have not come to know the love of God, who have never loved, make Abraham accept and be saved. We have to be out there in action. You got a pro-abortion speaker at the Vatican conference. And he says, the Pope has done more for the global warming movement than anyone else. 2006. I wrote that. Look what happened while you're sleeping. That the globalist and the, the anti-climate people, the global ice age people that was in the 90s, all these movements were going to infiltrate the church. They could not take over except to a surrogate that they could leech onto and suck the blood out of it to become worldwide. And they begin that in the place of Assisi because St. Francis represents the world and the animals and all this stuff. And they're successful. It's in the Vatican. You got another man, which is the bishop, Marcello Sanchez Sarando, and Life News has a title for this, one man close to the Pope responsible for so much evil in the Vatican. The guy's wicked. And he's from Argentina, the homeland of the Pope Francis. He's for population control, reducing the birth rate, depth of the environment. And these are people from liberation theology. They're put there by the communists. We don't see what's there. We have another thing that the radical left is funded by just two organizations. They collect millions, hundreds of millions of dollars. All these things you see in these riots and all these things and violence is from two organizations funded them. And so we're in a mode now where Our Lady says, may peace reign in the world. And yet Our Lady has told us that evil reigns in the world. We're headed for a clash that has already begun. It's already in its birth pangs. And we have this given mandate from Our Lady that you fight against evil, against sin, and the idols of today's world which seduces you. Be firm, be strong in faith. And to be strong in faith, pray, pray, and through prayer, meet with my son, and he will grant you strength. Strength to sit around and do nothing, just go to Mass. I've talked about this before. I used to be a daily communicant when I was in town every day. It's very difficult to do that now. We love going to daily Mass, but we're not, it's not possible for what we have to do right now. Some of the people that made me the most nauseous were some daily communicants. Because their conceit in that what they're doing is all they have to do. This is not a time that it is only daily mass that we go to. That's got to result into action. Don't let the day dictate your comings and goings. You're commanded to engage these things like the pro-abortion speaker at the Vatican. And he gets to freely speak. They've infiltrated the church. I know there's some things in the Vatican right now, behind the scenes, that there is a real separation taking place right on top of the church. And of course, our position, where we are, we know a lot of different people, and we're told many things, things that sometimes we can't share. Why? Because it's too damaging to share it. 
but it gives us the impetus. It gives us the background to know what we're talking about. You have to structure your life to be ready to engage and don't let the day's dictates or the children at school determine your day. You've got hidden agendas everywhere. There's a hidden agenda behind the war on the U.S. flag. They hate it. Students wearing something that's colorful with the American flag symbols on it are have, not only having to, they're being forced to apologize. There was one place where there was going to be a football game, and the other scene was half Hispanic, and they offended them because they wore American flags, and this hurt their feelings. Where are we? Even with the Confederate flag, this is St. Andrew's cross on that. It doesn't represent racism. We've fallen for this lie that the left makes up, the people who hate God make up, and there's sacred things. I think the Confederacy, Dixieland here, which we sing in the Patriot Rosary, and we're not going to change it, has nothing to do with about racism or hating people or minorities. We love our homeland. Do you not love where you were raised, your region? I love the South. We're not ashamed to say the South is a place. The North, East, and West is a direction. Yes, we love your regions too. And you should. I was meeting with somebody near Hollywood a month or two ago. He said, I'm a Californian. He's conservative. He loves California. And that's good. It's what Trump said on the speech to the other nations. You have a right to love where you come from, your nation. And you should put it first. And so when the North plays the South, whether it be sports or whatever it is, why would we not love our region more? Why would we not be rallying for it? When it comes down to the North and South being attacked, then we become one. The diversity of what's been taught is causing separation, and we're hated. Western civilization was built by white Europeans. So what's wrong with that? I don't feel guilty for being white. I resent being said this white privilege. The Europeans have a lot of things to be credited with. And yet, they're the villains. They're the ones that's the perpetrators. Everybody else is a victim. Don't give me this garbage. And for you to cow down to this, every race is to be protected except the whites. We're the villains. I don't buy into that garbage or that lie. And who cares in the end when we all end up in heaven about what races are? It's not about being whites over anybody. It's about recognition of true history. Thank God the white race did what they did. So what about the slavery? I don't care about that. I don't know anybody that I know of black friends would have that them or their daddy was a slave. I got nothing to do with that now. Or them. So it's unchristian to claim, well, we were slaves. Now, this is an excuse. And these people that carry that card are incited by this and manipulated to cause friction and distance between the races. Don't you see that? I've known blacks that love the Confederate flag. I know blacks that love living in Dixieland.
But now all of them being taught, this is racism, this is bad. You're an idiot for believing these things. Just reason it out. And if a race is not flourishing, it needs to be evaluation or they could be cursed. History doesn't start as civil rights. There's a lot more history before that. And I don't want to go in about the statues and all this. We're going to do a show probably in October about these things because it's against Jesus Christ. It's not against the Confederacy. Dixieland, the South, is the bastion of the Bible Belt. Satan hates it. So he disguises his hatred to tear down everything that holds virtue. We've got a history of virtue. And all this is tied to money in the end because North Carolina passed the bathroom laws to protect children from perverts, basically, going into the opposite bathroom they should be in. And you know what changed it? You know what everybody went to? Well, several major corporations... I think PayPal was one of them, and sports leagues. We're not going to do any business with North Carolina. So the ones that were for this moral thing of protecting children and grown women accepted, oh, well, it's the dollar. So they mitigated the law. Everything comes down to money because everything can be controlled by money. And that's part of what I read is today. This comes from the book, How the Catholic Church Built Western Civilization. And there's a chapter in there where it speaks of the church and economics. And two Catholics in particular had great influence on modern economics today. One man's name is John Buridan. He lived in the 1300s. And he served as a rector of the University of Paris. And he made important contributions to the modern theory of money. Instead of viewing money as an artificial product of state intervention, Buridan showed how money emerged freely and spontaneously on the market, first as a useful commodity and then as a medium of exchange. In other words, money emerged not by government decree, but out of the process of voluntary exchange, which people discovered to be dramatically simplified by the adoption of a useful and widely desired commodity as a medium. This widely desired commodity, whatever it may be, must therefore first be valued for its role in satisfying non-monetary wants. It must also, if it is to be effective in its monetary role, possess certain important characteristics. It must be easily portable and divisible. It must be durable. And it must possess a high value per unit weight such that small amounts of it are valuable enough to facilitate almost any transaction. Nicholas Oresme, he was a pupil of Buridan, made his own significant contributions to monetary theory and has even been called the founding father of monetary economics. Oresme first stated the principle that would later become known as Gresham's Law. According to that law, if two currencies exist side by side in the same economy and the government fixes a ratio between them that diverges from the ratio that they can obtain on the free market, 
the currency that the government artificially overvalues will drive the one the government undervalues out of circulation. This is why Orisme argued that if the fixed legal ratio of the coins differs from the market value of the metals, the coin, which is underrated, entirely disappears from circulation, and the coin, which is overrated, alone remains current. Thus, suppose the two currencies are gold and silver, and that on the market 16 ounces of silver and 1 ounce of gold are valued equally. Suppose further that the government establishes a legal ratio of 15 to 1, such that people are required to treat 15 ounces of silver and 1 ounce of gold as if were of equal value. This ratio overvalues silver, of course, since according to the two metals' market value, it takes 16 silver coins to equal one gold coin. But the government, with its 15 to 1 ratio is telling the public that they can pay debts contracted in gold coins at a rate of only 15 silver coins per gold coin instead of the 16 silver coins per gold coin that market valuation would require. As a result, people begin to flee from gold and make all their payments in silver. In effect, it would be as if the government today declared that three-quarters had to be treated as equivalent to one paper dollar. People would instantly cease using paper dollars and would wish to make all their payments in artificially overvalued quarters. Dollar bills would disappear from circulation. These are examples of overvalued money driving out undervalued money. When I was in my business, I had a man working for me named Rufus Mays. He was a big old black guy, very strong. He could pick up a railroad tie instead of in the middle. I saw him one day working with me. I looked off the side yard, and he picked up, he was in an awkward situation. He picked up the railroad tie from that one end of it. That thing's eight foot long. That's strong. He first came to work for me. He said, he, uh, I got all the guys out. We had on a crew, and he took a shovel over and pulled a file out of the back of his pocket and spent the next 20 minutes filing his shovel. And I said, I'm going to let this guy go. And we're all over here working. He did the same thing at lunch. Took 20 minutes of my time to sharpen his shovel. But what I observed real quickly is he moved more dirt, though quicker, and was working at a pace that was easier on his body. Man will go to the most efficient way to do the least he can as an effort in a natural way that happens. And what was just read was just about that. We're headed for a clash. There's things that's going to happen that the system will break down. And while a man has a cow... Another has two pigs, and they trade each other for that. And if they're across a distance from doing that, it's a lot of work. Efficiency determines what is invented out of convenience and expediting your efforts to get to the next thing. It's just natural, though, that if we start off and we got a cow and two pigs across the 
several miles away, that we evolved to something else in means of exchange. More smaller, more compact. And that results down to gold. It results down to silver. So no matter what happens with the exchange where we are now, and the dollar falls, we'll go from bartering, trading labor to labor, but by natural efficiency, we'll come up with some way to exchange. We have right now a clash that our ladies tell us everything possible, fight against evil, that that means something's going to happen. Just take those three words, fight against evil. Evil's not going to go away. When our exorcist is over a person doing exorcism, he's working. He's praying. He's going into that before he even does it with fasting. In other words, it's effort. This is not something that we stay in mass. We're fighting evil. We're doing prayers. God takes care of everything. No, all these things manifest in a physical reality of a clash. We don't know what else is going to happen. But one thing we do know is that we are headed for some great trials, great struggles that we've been prepared for spiritually now that will physically manifest, just like Biska said in Paris. War starts in the heart, and then it physically manifests. So Our Lady has been getting her heart in the right place. She tells us to pray, to have Jesus in it. He's going to give us strength. For Him to grant you strength, for Him to grant you grace. These words mean that. We need strength where we're headed. Those things are what we have to do. Also, you need to be getting your ducks in a row. We know things on a daily basis, not one one time a day, but multiple things now. We're seeing this. The earthquakes, the hurricanes. Isn't it just by chance that they're stacked on top of each other? Yes, it's happened in the past. But combination with that with sin tells us Nature is awakening, not because of climate change, but because God is over nature. And always remember, God doesn't have to defend himself. We can't defend truth. We can protect it. There's two different things. We've talked about this through the years. You cannot defend truth because God doesn't really allow it. Because God exists in his truth and it doesn't need defense. Truth manifests. You do have to protect truth. You do have to be in school when you wear an American flag and they don't like it. You stand up, you can expel me. I won't apologize for all the people who have died for this, given their life to protect us and our freedom and our nation. No more apologies. No more nationalism. It's patriotic. It's virtue. We stand on that. Expel me. I Sometimes I wish I was in high school right now in this, in this age. I'd start a riot. It's time to start a riot. Go look at the presentation, what we open MeasureGuard.com with. We're going to put in the next couple of days the captions with some of those pictures. But in there where the rainbow is, over the ark in Kentucky, the mo- not a model, but a replica of the ark as it was built in its size. And one of our supporters is standing there with their arms in the air. And the song says, start a riot. Fight against evil. Expose evil. We are on the offensive. I got a letter that came in from a lady that said, Our priest in our book club is featuring Michael Jones, Medjugorje, The Deception. It's a book 
that condemns Medjugorje. And she's very upset. What are we going to do? She's asking for advice. Because we're into exposing evil, and because now we're going to fight against evil, because it is evil to hurt somebody that would be going to Medjugorje who's headed to hell, who would convert to it. And we see this on a daily basis from the calls, from peoples, from letters, or hearing stories. You hear this. We had one woman a long time ago wrote, I was going to hell until I read How to Change Your Husband. I would be in hell. This book saved me. The book that saved her, or these words in there, and what she taught in there, saved her. And we have this happen today. There's way many people that are safe in the fires of hell today. And you got this priest going to feature this book because he says he doesn't believe in Medjugorje. It's a hoax, is what he's saying. My answer to her, I've already got a letter headed her way. Give me and send it to us, your parish directory. We will mail to every one of them that this priest is doing what the church hasn't done. He's condemning this. And he is to be defied. You to speak against what he's doing. And don't sit on your hands and let this go by. It's time for us to confront these things. There's another situation we're going to confront too. I'm not going to go in at this moment. But we'll take the parish directory. you got the same problem. And we're going to put this priest on the spot. What will happen? We'll do a mailing. 500 letters, 1,000 letters, whatever it is, that your priest has done this. He's off base. He don't have the authority to do that. And we defy what he's representing, the Medjugorje's hoax. And we're putting the scientific test, very brief, what's happened, that is absent of deceit, and that he's so ignorant he's going against science. What will happen? There'll be people that will go swayed by what we write. There'll be people that will be against us. It's time to divide. It's time to get stronger because our group, concentrated as a body of unity, will draw those who are against us by seeing our unity and love for each other, just like dirty Christians. We're phasing into a new level. With Medjugorje.com's release and what we're doing, we've got a lot of things we're going to be doing that we haven't done them before because we've been commanded to get hearts close to Our Lady, to her way of life. And we've lived it. We've been doing it for 30 years. Plus, and it's time for you to do the same thing. Join us in this. If you've got those problems in the parish, send us your parish directory. We're going to do the mailings. And it will cause a ruckus in the parish. But we don't cause controversy. Jesus was not controversial. Everybody, even Christians, would say he was. They create the controversy. If you're a truth, there's no... Deviance, there's no diversion against truth. Truth is truth. Our Lady is appearing. Our Lady is real, scientifically proven. We don't have to apologize anymore. And don't sit on your hands anymore. It's time to be aggressive. To get your finances in order with the deception, the hoax of the fake money, we are the miraculous metal, Medjugorje around, one ounce piece that we promote for the purpose of carrying it for conversions when the means come where you're going to exchange not a cow for two pigs, but your silver for two pigs or silver for a cow or just necessities. And then who gets that in that distribution? 
They get the graces of conversion because Our Lady said, November 27th, 1989. Shortly after being here a few months, for those three months, with Maria, that for those who carry this, it will bring salvation. She renewed that. We've got many projects that we're hijacking things out there to attach the messages to it, what are they called to do, to bring about conversion. Do you want to sanctify your money? Why would you not do that? Remember your 401ks. Remember all these things, the stock markets. They, ha- they invest in the stock market. There's a quote I just read about Donald Trump who says he doesn't really believe in the stock markets in the sense of they're good investments. Why? Because it's going to vanish overnight. Your 401k money is not just sitting in the bank somewhere. It's sitting in the stock markets. And that's why in 2008, a lot of people lost money. You need to be reflective. You need to change and evaluate everything you do. From your children going to a public school to wear some of the American flag, you do it. To your money, change it to where it's real value, not fake. To listen to the news, which is fake. To real news, what we give you here. The news of the world, the commentator of the world, is descending every day from heaven to tell us that I'm here to give you truth. It's the truth when our lady said, June 23rd, 2017, I came, I came, she says that twice, I'm not repeating myself, I came, I came to you and presented myself as the queen of peace. You think this queen's not going to get her way? And anybody does stand in her way will not stand. She says, I'm going to try out. Also today, I desire to call you to pray for peace. May there be peace, your children. May peace begin to reign in the world. This is Our Lady. This is truth. She's real. Medjugorje is real. We don't have to apologize. We don't everybody else to tell us it is. You know in your heart, you act on everything and begin this moment, the battle. We wish you Our Lady. We love you. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Metronomic Show with a friend of Mechagoria. To order this show on CD, you can contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000.